Hey there, homies. Welcome to another episode of the Stuff I Don't Like podcast featuring candid conversations about modern society. Please do me a huge favor and follow us on Twitter and IG, both at underscore stuff I don't like, and also subscribe, rate, and review in the podcast app. For a complete listing of where you can listen to the Stuff I Don't Like podcast, please visit stuffidontlike.net. New episodes of the show are posted every Sunday at 9.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Now, let's get it started. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to a new episode. Today, I have a returning guest artist and uh, designer, Salpi. Hello. Hello, Salpi. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Um, If you guys haven't listened to my first episode with Salpi about uh, sexism and the Harvey Weinstein accusations and Time's Up, Me Too, all that goodness, go back and take a listen to that. But for now, the topic of today is the dreaded selfie museum. So if you guys aren't familiar with that term, it's basically those so-called art in quotes <laughs> installations that are focused more, I guess, on Instagrammable moments rather than any sort of artistic uh, integrity and is that bad you know some people think that it makes art accessible to the masses some people think it just devalues and commodifies what we consider art so selfie has very strong opinions on this which is why I wanted her to be on the show today so what do you think selfie um, I'm trying to understand this sort of wave of made for Instagram museums and I put museums in quotes (laughs) um it's almost like this like gentrification of the art scene which in itself is really ironic that Um, is I wouldn't think to phrase it that way but that's correct yeah it's kind of like a glorified photo booth it is you know and um it's like I don't know people have an attention like a short attention span and I'm trying to understand, you know, the why and what the joy is that people find in it when art in itself should be experienced and, you know, evoke a feeling and bring you joy. Yeah, I will say that's a really good definition of art, that it's something to be experienced and uh, bring joy because I think art is so subjective. There's a lot of, you know, famous... I guess, well-respected artists that I don't really think are good. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. We were talking about Jackson Pollock the other day, and I look at that, it just looks like some trash splatters. Like, (laughs) And this is someone, like, I went to art school, I took art history. So, you know, I don't automatically think just because, you know, something is in a museum that it is good. And, you know, some of these sort of selfie museums may be more pleasing to look at, to some people than actual I guess respectable art but I do think that art as something to be experienced is a good definition because my qualm I guess with these sort of booths is that a lot of them aren't saying anything they don't have any experience I would not call it art so much as decoration which is not bad like I don't think that's bad either but like if you have something like the museum of ice cream which is literally like people 
like a giant tub of sprinkles and you, you can take pictures of these sprinkles and like how can that be even called a museum or anything artistic when it's not saying anything there is no message it's not meant to convey any sort of deeper meaning nor does it show off in my opinion skill to mm -hmm. make like I guess you have you have to be sort of creative and kitschy but it doesn't uh, require a lot of technique to make it and I guess that would be my issue with it um, I think if we like take it back to kind of how this all started um, like the Yoyomi Kasuma uh, Infinity Mirror yeah. Room and uh, the Rain Room by James Turrell it's like those weren't created for the sake of sharing it on social media or taking pictures of it but I think those are the types of um, exhibits that really made the need for them known and by need I mean you know what it's become now mm -hmm. um, and we have like what you mentioned the museum of ice cream 29 rooms yeah um, what was the color one the color factory yeah and then I saw one on Instagram an ad the other day that was like Museum of Illusions, I think it was called. And the caption literally said, tired of boring museums? <laughs> Come to this one. Like, it's basically calling like actual museums trash. Like, don't want to look at those dumb paintings. Come here. <laughs> I just was shocked by that. <laughs> Have you ever been to one of those so-called selfie museums, like 29 Rooms, a Museum of Ice Cream, etc.? I have been to 29 Rooms. I really enjoyed the experience. Um, I loved seeing different interpretations of various ideas. Um, some of them were more commercially driven, like the Toyota one, but it was a sick car and I didn't know Toyotas look like that now, so I was also excited to see that. That one was really cool because it looked at both sides of your brain. The part of you that's more materialistic and kind of just wants to see pretty things, and the other side of your brain who wants to think about what your impact on the world is and social justice issues and things like that. So for me, it was good for me because I feel like I'm both of those people. At some times, sometimes you do have to make a choice mm -hmm. whether you're going to be a consumerist or not. So sometimes you do have to take a step back. But in that instance, it, it all melded together in some way. So I didn't feel completely weirded out by the experience. Yeah, so I, you know, went to 29 Rooms for the first time last year. I'll say first and last, but not in a negative way. It just wasn't what I was expecting. I had never been to one of those sort of selfie museums, and I'm just a fan of actual museums. <laughs> like, I would say the Getty is one of my favorite places in the world, the MoMA, LACMA, a lot of uh, like the British Museum in London just I love museums and every time I go to a new city I try to go and uh, soak up some culture there so my problem wasn't with the actual curation of 29 rooms when I went there I think all the rooms were actually pretty cool and a lot of them did have um, socially relevant messages 
my problem was is that it was like going to Disneyland. Like it wasn't like going to to a museum. It was like an amusement park because you have all these lines of people. Literally, you might have to wait an hour just to go into a room because everyone's taking photo shoots. Yeah, in, there, in, like. in one of my notes, I wrote, I described these. Uh, museums as sort of adult amusement parks for narcissists and people with short attention spans. <laughs> it's true. Like, honestly, and as someone, like I said, the actual art itself, to it was good, but I couldn't even experience it because, like, all these, like, Instagram models were clogging up the place. Yeah. So what did you, what did you take away? What do you what feel t- that I you took away that I honestly... I took away that it was a brilliant marketing scheme. <laughs> like, literally, when I was there, I'm like, whoever thought of this is a marketing genius. <laughs> like, I wasn't thinking of the art. I was thinking, because, you know, Marc Jacobs sponsored a room. They had a room sponsored by Urban Decay. Even Toyota. They like, had, like, a full Toyota car <laughs> in there. Yeah. And, um, I was reading that the Museum of Ice Cream was had 30 corporate sponsors. Yeah. So I just think in this world that we live in now where you can easily skip over ads like fast forward through commercials or streaming with Netflix and stuff so it's harder if you're a marketing person to get your message across so these sort of interactive exhibits are a great way to like sneak attack people with commercials Mm -hmm. like that's as that's what I thought that it was just brilliant marketing and like I'm glad I went it wasn't a bad experience I had a good time but I would not go again and I saw a lot of kids there which I liked because you know if I it it, sort of all the bright colors and the noises it reminded me of something like a kid would like Mm -hmm. and I guess if my kid had to go look at you know um, socially relevant even if they are Instagrammable Mm -hmm. (laughs) pieces of art for an hour or two, I'd rather take my kid there than go to like the arcade or something. So it's definitely taking experiential design to a whole new level. But it's like, what would you have taken away from it had you not been able to take photos inside? Let's say, mm. let's say one of these museums said no phones allowed. Do you think oh, they would yeah. sell as many oh, tickets? Oh no! <laughs> wow, I didn't think of that, but that's so true because everyone just wants to go and be like, look where I was, and you didn't go. <laughs> like, It's basically, you're not even caring about your experience. Mm-hmm. I think a normal museum would just be, I want to go here and experience this. Mm-hmm. These sort of Instagram museums are like, I want to go here and let everyone know I was here. It's not really about enjoying your own personal experience. It's mm-hmm. more broadcasting and well, that it, says so much about us like as a society now and like where social media is now where it's like social media is an escape you know and it's like we inherently just want to be liked yeah you know so it's we like do things black for mirror the likes episode black yeah. mirror <laughs> we're just all walking around with giant like buttons above our head <laughs> being rated and five starred or one starred yeah and you know it's not even the museums it's just the whole instagrammable notion in general like with these walls in LA it's very trendy these like stupid ass walls that people literally travel miles around just to take picture of like a pink wall or the love wall is really popular I was I went to Melrose last week to go to brunch 
And literally, I had never seen anything like this. There's the the Paul Smith store is painted uh, bright pink. Mm -hmm. And I saw at least 30 people, like, each conducting their individual own photo shoots there. Mm -hmm. They had, like, professional, like, SLR cameras. And I'm like, who? First of all, who are these people? Like, why do you think people care about your life that much that you need to take like these professional photos in front of a pink wall yeah and like I I just had never seen anything like that it was so I I felt like I was at the zoo watching animals (laughs) like I was observing this behavior yeah and it was so strange and that's not to like I guess shit on anyone who's a blogger or this is what they do but or makes their living as an influencer yeah you know I have some friends that are influencers and power to them if you can make money off just doing nothing that's a scam I'd like to learn so and like back to the museums too it was like I can't help but wonder you know on a much deeper level if like the people attending these museums are the exhibit themselves You know, I'm thinking, like, somewhere in heaven, if heaven exists, or if if an afterlife exists, like, Andy Warhol is laughing his ass off right now. (laughs) But, yeah, that actually, that's how I felt at the 29 Rooms. I felt like I wanted to make a piece filming everyone that was in this place. Like, if you watched a video of yourself taking all of these pictures inside, just imagine, like, how silly or how foolish you would feel if you saw that footage. That's how I felt. I literally thought that. I'm like, I want to film this, and that's this is going to be my art. <laughs> mm-hmm. Going back to 29 Rooms, it was really interesting because they had staff there whose job was literally just to take pictures of people. And I had never been to a museum where they have... And it wasn't just a few people. It was like a large amount of staff, mm-hmm. like 50 people walking around just like, oh, do you want me to take a picture of you? Oh my God. Like the equivalent of a docent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Selfie docent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like that was just so odd to me that it was they were paying people. But I guess they're, they're just leaning into the whole ridiculousness of yeah. the situation. What is your opinion of these so-called selfie museums? I mean, I think they're fun. And as long as you don't go in with the intention of like, oh, this is, you know, world-class art. Like, (laughs) they're really fun and interactive. And I think that's, like, I went with my mom and my sisters. And even my mom had fun. Like, I went to the Color Factory in San Francisco, which is huge right now. And you can't, like, even though it's not that you know highbrow I would say it's still really beautiful some of the works the installations so I don't know hey so have you ever been to one of those so-called selfie museums hi Ray uh no I have not actually although I have always wanted to go to the ice cream museum but less so to take a selfie and more so because I love ice cream. Uh, although every time I do see someone taking a selfie there, like the Rain Museum, I'm always, there's always an eye roll entailed because I feel like they just tr- went there to take the perfect picture and have it be something cool. Also, it's really gross to me that people lay down in a bat, like, but that's, that you of said sprinkles. you wanted to go. <laughs> 
Well, I wanna... covered in the filth. <laughs> well, I would not do that. <laughs> I'm going for the ice cream. I just want to eat okay. ice cream. Okay. But yeah, the sprinkles part kind of grosses me out. Fair point. Why do you why do you think that people enjoy this so much? Like why do we feel a need to constantly update and you know show what we're doing? Well, I think from I guess a scientific level, studies have shown that every time you look at your phone you get like a little hit of dopamine, a little happiness, and then that mm-hmm. happiness sort of fades very quickly, so then you have to be constantly looking again or re-updating and I think that we live in like an increasingly socially isolated world Mm -hmm. so that these sort of you know if I know that this photo is going to be well liked I'm going to be at this place so I can get the photos and get the likes and maybe increased by social capital. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I learned just yesterday, in fact, I learned that the UK has now appointed a minister of loneliness, like, this is a government wow. position in the UK, to examine, you know, social isolation and the causes of, and why there's increased social isolation in society because it has increased a lot um, in the UK and the US, Mm -hmm. I was also reading about how people were much more socially engaged and civically minded, you know, in the 60s and prior to that. And since the 60s, it's been on a steady decline Mm -hmm. ever since. And that's just with like, my grandma tells me stories about how she had her like women's club and whatever these type of groups people would join now like that's weird you don't hear about like yeah there's no women's club you're like, you're in clubs online exactly you have, like oh. facebook groups yeah you know? exactly but it's not like a reality these sort of clubs and activities i feel like for kids we still do that like kids still you know play sports or they dance or do activities but once you become an adult there's not really any sort of group activities in society like there once were so maybe that's contributing to the isolation and then people I guess go on the internet but that's really kind of more isolating even though they think it's not yeah and yeah that that probably feeds into the need to you know have content that people will like literally like yeah you know like we have this inherent need to be liked but it's kind of like social media will make us feel like we're all friends and like we're connected to more people than we actually are that's true and it's so weird i know when i i'm like very late to all social media trends i i don't get them to like years after it's cool to get them. ray is still not on facebook i i will say I by choice a, yeah i deactivated my facebook like four or five years ago I had a Facebook but like when I first got Instagram I only got Instagram maybe like three years ago and I still don't I post now for the podcast Instagram but that's you know for business purposes like my personal Instagram I don't really post that much but I remember when I first got it it would give me anxiety to post (laughs) because Mm. remember that was like 
before you got 10 likes, it would just list out everyone's <laughs> username. And I'm like, oh, fuck, I need to at least get 10 likes. <laughs> it literally would give me anxiety to, like, get these likes. And I would text my friends, like, you don't like my picture. Oh, my God. We care so much. Yeah. Like, especially me, someone who never posts a selfie online. I probably post a new picture of myself, like, once a year, mm -hmm. if that. And... I, but at the same time, like, I still care. I think it would be a lie to say that I didn't care. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, it's so crazy I how much of an influence care. it has on us. We all care. Mm -hmm. I think some people may care more than others, but it mm -hmm. wouldn't be a lie to act all cool and be like, oh, yeah, I'm beyond that. You know, I'm just <laughs> deeply enlightened and, and evolved. So. <laughs> I don't need that. But... The reason why I got rid of Facebook, not really was because I didn't care. I just felt it was taking up so much of my time, especially when I was in college, you know, Facebook was just for people in college. So it was cool. But then after I graduated, that's when I was like, I don't really need to be on this all day. Mm -hmm. Especially I, I thought about it. I was like, the people that I actually like I can talk to without using Facebook. All Facebook did for me was just keep me wrapped up in like drama and gossip of people that I really didn't like. Mm -hmm. But it was like fodder for gossip. I could be like, oh my gosh, did you see uh, Mary's new photo? Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! Like, oh my gosh, she heard Camille had a baby. Her baby's ugly as hell. <laughs> like, it was just an excuse for me to be a bitch. I don't need to be doing this so it kind of brings out the best and the worst of yeah us. and it makes sure yeah it's the best because obviously people that are like you know my social media is authentic and I'm not fake you're everyone's fake because <laughs> you're posting and I post this everyone posts the best pictures of yourself you're not like it's highly curated exactly you're not waking up when you have like crust in your eye and your breast smells and your hair is you at least it. wash your face yes no one's taking pictures of those real moments you're not taking pictures like when you're on the toilet like <laughs> it's all highly curated to present the best you know image of yourself mm -hmm. and that's cool but for me, like, I'd rather just get out there and live. And it, I think the whole social media thing, we were also talking uh, about how taking pictures and stuff at concerts, uh, I think that still relates to this conversation because it's the same. Is art, music is an art form, and is it there to be experienced or is it there to be captured and promoted for later use. I That's one of my biggest pet peeves is going to shows and being stuck behind someone who has their phone up and they're in my way so I'm forced to watch the show through their like three inch phone screen <laughs> and it's just the worst. It's like it, you know people will record an entire show and they'll take a million photos only to you know post all of it on social media but it's like do you really revisit it and reflect on it you know like nobody okay PSA nobody wants to see a show you went to with like shit 
photo yes. quality and shit yes. sound quality. All those are trash. That's what bothers me. It's like all these fucking concert videos, their hands always shaking. They're dancing, <laughs> they're wooing, and I just I I'm so happy that you had a good time. I could see that you had a great time. And I'm so happy you went and you experienced live music. But did you though? No. That's I made the conscious decision to take much less photos about at this point it had to be like 10 years ago me and my best friend we were obsessed with justin timberlake at the time and <laughs> literally we stayed in our dorm room the whole weekend because kiss fm was giving away some justin timberlake tickets <laughs> we were in our dorm all weekend like calling to win these tickets I called, I won the tickets, it was awesome. We get there and the whole time, and this was like back when people still carried digital cameras. So I had my like pink uh, Sony Cybershot camera. <laughs> and it was probably like 10 megabytes, yes. <laughs> megapixels. <laughs> that was the height of technology back then. <laughs> so I was like literally just taking pictures the whole time, recording videos the whole time. Like I watched the concert through the little like viewfinder not in reality and after it was over I realized like I honestly don't really remember what happened at this concert and it made me so sad because I loved Justin Timberlake since I was a little kid that was the first concert of his I went to and like I said I basically was a shut-in the whole weekend calling this radio station I put so much effort to get these tickets and then I didn't even remember it afterwards mm -hmm. And after that, I made a conscious decision, like, I'm not perfect, like, I still snap some photos, but yeah, I make totally a very okay. conscious effort, like, when it first starts, I'll snap a few photos, and then put it away, like, I'm not yeah. taking videos the entire time, I'm not taking photos the entire time, and I will have to say, one of the best concerts I went to, or experiences I had, was when I went to Coachella, and my phone died very early in the day, and I was just there and experienced it. And that was one of the best days I've ever had at a concert, so. Yeah. Let's say a band is playing a 45 minute set and you took, you know, maybe 30 seconds or so to take photos or video and imagine the rest of the time you have to just enjoy it. Yeah. You'll, I feel like people think that capturing photos are like, well, I don't want to not remember it, so I need to to take these photos, but it's actually preventing you from living in the moment and mm -hmm. remembering it more clearly. You're not really paying attention because you're trying to get shots. You're trying to like move your camera behind someone's arm and head, and you're not even present in the moment. So, and like you said, you're never going to look at these pictures again. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> these are not like keepsake moments these are things you're never gonna look at again even mm -hmm. if you post them on social media no one cares it's bad quality like you could take one if you just want to stick it to the haters and let them know you're there yeah <laughs> I know? mean one photo will do it though because exactly. like I'll do it too but you know recording the whole thing oh, or no. just know that like your experience outweighs how many likes you get on Instagram that's so true <laughs> just be yourself <laughs> <laughs> and there are like a lot of musicians now that are banning people mm -hmm. from taking photos um, how do you feel about that I like it um, 
I know, I think Kendrick Lamar is starting to do that. I read somewhere Bruno Mars is starting to do that. Mm -hmm. Jack White. Yeah. The IAS. I went to a comedy show a couple years ago. My friend had tickets to see Kevin Hart, and he did the same thing where he... And even when I saw Aziz Ansari a few years ago, he did the same thing too. He let you like take pictures at the end. He's like, I'll pose and mm -hmm. pretend I'm talking. Eh. <laughs> yeah. like, let people take pictures. But I think any time where I haven't taken pictures, I remember those events mm -hmm. way more clearly than taking pictures. And I think it's a great policy. And it should be done like I it's it's funny because I in doing research for this podcast I watched this TED talk um uh, a lady I think she's a curator at at a museum in New York and she was saying how one of their exhibits uh the artists expressly like said there's no pictures allowed, blah blah blah. But of course people don't listen to that, so <laughs> they take pictures. And he oh my gosh, I can't remember the artist's name, but he did sort of a lot of color theory and work in color. So it was very Instagrammable, even mm -hmm. though that was not the artist's intention. Mm -hmm. He actually didn't want people taking photos. But that uh that exhibit went like viral on Instagram and tickets for his show um, sold out and the, the attendance for just that one dude's show was higher than any of uh, the entire rest of the years, uh, all the exhibits combined. Mm -hmm. So part of me wants to think, well, maybe like, maybe if someone's just trying to take a selfie, maybe they'll go to this museum and they might take a selfie but hopefully they'll walk around and they'll see some other stuff so part of me you know doesn't mind if if this is what society has come to because hopefully it'll also expose some people to art and like i'm not naive probably most people will not care they'll just get their selfie and leave but maybe a few people might learn something and mm -hmm learn and be inspired to be an artist or to see other artwork that's true share the experience yeah <laughs> and help others enjoy it too exactly yeah yeah I, I feel like I don't know I when we were kids like we we didn't have to kind of I don't want to say deal with it but we we didn't have to feel the need to constantly share no I feel like our generation was basically the last you know, pre-digital information. Like, mm -hmm. I didn't get internet at my house till I was, you know, 13, mm -hmm. I would say, or 14. And I remember, you know, when you had to call people on the house phone. Mm -hmm. That was the thing. Like, yeah, my friends had to call me and my mom would pick up and exactly. call me from my room. And, and no one had, there was no social media when we were kids. You didn't, kids didn't have to, like, look cool and present a false image of themselves i feel bad for today's kids i feel like there's so much pressure mm -hmm. just to be perfect and now with you know smartphones every time a kid fucks up someone's there taking a picture like putting them on snapchat laughing at them <laughs> like you can't even just make mistakes and false moves because everyone's there with a camera to record you and like roast you. So mm -hmm. I'm sorry, kids. Like, <laughs> sucks to be you. <laughs> I'm 
glad I'm an adult <laughs> because I can see why it would, there would be pressure to get all the likes and mm -hmm. to look a certain way and I don't know. I don't know if we as a society should continue pandering to that though and like creating more opportunities or should we take a stand and be like, no, this isn't cool. Um, let's do stuff another way. And mm -hmm. I think some artists are doing that by banning music, some uh, museums. Banning phones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just say banning music. <laughs> You just go to the concert, sit in silence. <laughs> no, banning phones. Honestly, I, I feel like completely banning phones at shows is kind of a dick move. Mm -hmm. I feel like maybe making people feel shitty about it and, you know, helping to maybe limit it is better. But um, I think it's I don't, more I feel realistic like... to do, like, designated times. Like, if you're like, you can take all the pictures you want during this one song, but after that, like, please put your phones away. Let's just enjoy it. That's what I would do. Yeah, especially, if like, if you're in the front row and the singer is, you know, kind of kneeling off the stage and there's a bunch of phones in their face. <laughs> That's yeah. not okay. Oh, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, like, Beyonce... She like went to the, the crowd and was singing with some dude and he's just trying to like take his phone out, Snapchat the whole thing. Like he's not even paying attention, like not even looking at her. And she's like, put your phone away. I'm right here. Yeah. Like, you're missing this opportunity because you're trying to like show off to everyone else. Yeah. If Beyonce came to me, I, she would have my full attention. <laughs> She would not have to say anything to me. I'd be right in her face. Very uncomfortable. Yeah. I, I feel like, I don't know. At the end of the day, do whatever you want. Really. Yeah. But at the same time, just remember, like, use it as a form of self-care. You know, put your phone away. You don't have to constantly document every moment. Um, Courtney Barnett has a great song. It's called Nobody Really Cares If You Don't Go to the Party. <laughs> it's a great one. That's, that's gonna, in closing, that'll be what I say. Yeah. Nobody really cares <laughs> if you don't go to the party. Yeah, nobody cares if you're at the party either. <laughs> Thank you, Selfie, for being on this show. It's always a pleasure to have you. Thank you, Ray. Thank you. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening to the Stuff I Don't Like podcast. If you did like what you heard today, do me a favor and subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes and the podcast app. Also, do yourself a favor and follow me on the gram. My feed is lit. You will enjoy it for sure at underscore Stuff I Don't Like. You can also stream the show on SoundCloud, Google Play, and Stitcher. Just visit stuffidontlike.net for a complete listing of all the places you can find my show. Thanks, and come back next Sunday at 9.30 p.m. for a new episode. Bye.